BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is developing your company's social media presence. Joining us today is Tyler Gunhus. BDR Senior Marketing Communications Specialist. Tyler, welcome to the podcast. Matt, thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a real honor, a real pleasure to be here. I've been uh, posting about the Prime Resources podcast for the past two years now, uh, and it's really, really cool to now be here uh, speaking on it. You're moving up to the big time here, my friend. Uh, yes. So we are very glad to have you. Uh, and Tyler, I think a good place to start for our listeners is if you could just tell us a little bit about your background in marketing and, and what you do for BDR. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, come from the entertainment industry. Uh, I did not start my career in the trades. I uh, came out of college and, and started working in radio uh, because I did radio in college and, and really enjoyed it. thought that's the the trajectory that I wanted to take. Uh, so started working in, in the radio industry, worked with a large radio group, one of the largest in the country here in, in our Seattle-based market and really enjoyed it, made a lot of great connections. But in that time, discovered that I loved uh, the marketing and promotions aspect and side of it. And so started digging deeper into it, uh, got really involved with our social media, with our content team, with our email marketing. Uh, and just started digging more into that to to see see why this was also interesting to me, and realized that I loved the communi- the connection aspect uh, that our businesses have with with the consumers out there, whether they be radio listeners or whether they be people who want to buy uh, HVAC units. Uh, and so started exploring more of those skills and and developed those over a number of years. And then about 18 months ago, almost two years now, joined BDR. And it's been an awesome ride these last two years getting to help us expand how we communicate with contractors around the country and, and make sure that BDR is not the best kept secret in the industry. <laughs> yes. And you've had a huge impact on uh, BDR's marketing and we we thank you for that. So today we're going to talk about developing a company's social media presence. So I think the first question I want to ask you, Tyler, is just as in the big picture, what role can social media play in a contracting business's marketing plan? Yeah, it's a really important piece of that plan. Uh, It's not your full plan, uh, just as in the investment or in in the retirement planning world, if you put all your eggs in one basket, uh, you may not see the results you want. Social media is an important part of that. We don't want to put all of our eggs into the social media basket. We want to make sure we have some there with our marketing plan. I think the best uh, way that I've ever heard social media described is you think back couple hundred years ago. And the main way that people marketed their business or, or made sure that people came to their business and, and came into their store was they'd have a shop on Main Street and they'd have a nice window display. And people would walk past and uh, they'd be able to look in the window and see what was going on, you know, see if they liked the people, if, they, if there was something interesting in the store that was worth worth checking out. But they But they got this exposure through that front window. And, and social media has become that digital window into our businesses. Uh, 
Uh, and so the more that we can present that out into, into our communities, uh, into our customer base, into a big piece of this that we're going to talk about today, into future employees that might work for our company, how do we make sure that there is an accessible window that they can see beyond just the radio ad, the radio and the TV ads that we're running for our company and the, the direct mail campaign that comes to them. And uh, this is a more personal aspect. And the best part about it is for the most part, outside of some labor costs and some, some time and some energy, it's free. Social media is accessible to anyone on this planet and, and anywhere around the country, you can access social media and business owners and companies can use that to their advantage. There's 95, you know, the average U.S. adult spends about 95 minutes a day on social media, and that's time that they are spent window shopping. And so if we can tap into that, that medium, it presents a lot of opportunities for our business to, to grow and, and to advance and, and give, give more opportunities to, to, our, to our team and to, to our customers. Well, I love that analogy of the window display. And I, I like how you point out it's it's a low cost option for uh, our marketing presence, and I would add that it's also a high control option for marketing, meaning that you have really direct control. It's the same reason why uh, our presidents wanted to get on Twitter is because they wanted to control the message even more than they already did, and it's just like that in our businesses. We can have high control and low cost with social media. So a lot going for it. Absolutely. And, and, and just the, the connectivity that we've never seen before. I like how you brought up presidents. I was thinking about this uh, the, uh, last weekend. I was at a baseball game, my Seattle Mariners here in, in Seattle, and, and we've got this young new star uh, and he's really captured his image and him, his likeness. That didn't exist 10 years ago because social media wasn't where it's at. But now all of these, these well-known people are so accessible. And so if we could, you know, extend that into our, our businesses and, and in our communities, like the further we get down into, into that level of engagement, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there. And, it, and it's just a matter of, of how much time and, and, and where we want to put those resources. Absolutely. So, you know, we're going to start at a basic level here. I don't want to assume that everyone is is deep into social media as you and I are, you know, being marketers. Let me ask you this, you know, what are the most popular social media platforms in particular for business? Yeah, so so the average person spends their time bouncing around between about seven different social media platforms. There are constantly new channels, new areas that are that are popping up, uh, but a lot of them can can come and go. But for the most part, we see people spending time on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Pinterest. And each one of those channels has different things that they that they bring to the table. Instagram, Facebook, they are are photo based. Um, they're the, the photo engagement that's driven driven through those channels is really important. It's it's about sharing photos with family, with friends. Twitter is like a live update. It's giving updates about my you know my life. Really valuable for for certain um, groups out there who 
who like to, to consistently give those, those daily and those hourly updates. LinkedIn, amazing professional platform that's really taken off the last couple of years, um, especially uh, as you kind of work your, work your way up. It's become a, a great content resource um, destination. Uh, and then YouTube and TikTok, more of the video-based platforms. Um, so as, as you lean into the video content, those, those are really ones, and especially TikTok has just taken off these last two years uh, in these instant short video sharing platforms. Matt, I want to I throw a little trivia question to you here. As I was doing my research uh, preparing for this, a lot of statistics out there, but, but if you were to guess between those, where would you say the number one place that people identify spending their time would be between those seven seven platforms and in your own experience well i'm gonna i'm gonna say that i'm probably not the average uh social media consumer i use it i'm gonna actually go with my son's experience so i've got a 13 year old son in his teenage years and he spends most of his time on youtube so that would be my answer well, you would you would be correct at seventy two percent. Most, you know, three out of four Americans identify YouTube as the platform that they spend the most amount of time on, um, followed closely by Facebook and Instagram. And so I I would agree. Now we're going to talk about this. Just because that's where people are doesn't mean you need to rush out and say, "Well, I got to start creating, you know, three new videos a week to share on my YouTube." It is important to know those numbers and know on a large macro scale where people are spending time, but really what it comes down to is more importantly, knowing where our customers are going to be and where our resources can be devoted to. Yeah. And what what a strong point that is, because we're not necessarily marketing to the 13-year-old boys of the world like my son. So that kind of leads into the next question I wanted to ask you, Tyler, was in the business sense how do we choose among these platforms of which is going to be the best fit for our business? And I think you were kind of getting into it, but let me hear a little bit more on that. Yeah. So I think it's really important that we understand two, two key pieces as we're, as we're trying to figure out where we start, where we put our time and our energy. Um, Cause that's really the major cost that comes with social media is, is time and energy. Um, but it's important to, we, we need to know our audience. So we need to know where our customers are going to be and we need to know our content. So if you are a, if you're a contractor, if you're a business owner, if you're somebody who says, you know, I, I do a lot of, I do a lot of work in our community and I do a lot of like engagement with, with groups and with um, maybe different cities um, you could really lean into some of the, the community groups that exist out there on, on Facebook. There's, again, we could, we could go through all of the different tactics that come in with social media, but hashtags are becoming, you know, continuing to, to be a way where people engage, uh, with certain areas and certain, um, you know, if I use a hashtag with the city that I'm in, do I engage more with that community and those people who are, are located in that community? So, so knowing where your audience is, is, is going to be really important. Um, and there's a couple ways that I'll, I'll share. We can, we can kind of figure that out, but then also knowing your content, as I just talked, as I just shared, you know, if I, if I know that I have the resources to, to take photos of my team and to, to, to share photos and share maybe some promotional graphics that we have and um, maybe share articles, 
again, how much time and how much resources is it going to take me to, to develop YouTube video content? That has to factor in. Like I have to know the limits of what content I can create and what platform it's going to fit on. I, my personal suggestion to everyone out there who's, who's starting in social media or trying to get that going is pick one. Pick one great platform, um, and any of these are great, the seven that we mentioned, but pick Facebook, pick Instagram. Say, I'm going to lean into this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give 100% effort in my time and energy into building out this platform, and, and then see what happens. If we don't have a lot of engagement, okay, well, let's, let's shift. Let's try another one. Maybe we'll try, um, maybe we'll try, if we tried Facebook, maybe we'll try Instagram. Uh, maybe we'll try Twitter. Maybe, um, maybe we have team members who like taking a short little video of themselves and we want to just try TikTok. I think it's important to know what's going to be the easiest for us to start doing right now with the same mindset of what's going to be impactful down the road. And, and again, you're, if you're going to spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into, you know, into investing into Facebook, which we've seen Facebook's numbers decline a little bit, we don't know where Facebook's going to be in, you know, five years. We don't know where Instagram, we don't know where any of these are going to be, but can we lean into to ones that we say, all right, we can be consistent and we can be strong on this platform, execute things, and at the same time be like, all right, well, what, what else could we try once, once we've got that under our belt? Yeah, I think uh, you bring up a lot of good points there and uh, really honing in on the one about let's start simple. Let's pick one of these platforms and really develop a, a strategy and, and put some effort into it before we feel like, okay, I've, we've got to be everywhere. <laughs> because I think to me, that's a, a recipe for really not succeeding anywhere is trying to be everywhere. So I love that idea of picking one, knowing where our customers are going to be, because that's who we're trying to make a connection with. And then you also mentioned knowing what kind of content, where, where your maybe your comfort zone is as far as developing things. Maybe you're not a video person, but you've got a, a team member or, or you're someone that can take pictures or fitting that to the channel too. So there's a lot that goes into this, Tyler. I would agree. And, and Matt, the two other places that we can look to this to get some of that insight, um, we never want to just do exactly what our competitors are doing, but sometimes our competitors start to already have a handle on something. If they know that in our community, people are on Facebook, maybe we want to lean into Facebook a little bit because that's where, where our competitors have started. Or maybe they're not on Facebook and it's an opportunity for us to kind of get a foothold there. <clears throat> the other one is our employees. If we can, um, re you know, if we can research with our employees, not only is that valuable for for future customers, but the big piece that I think is missing sometimes from social media strategy is: are there opportunities to to start building a presence and building a, a window, our our store window for for future employees? We have team members here who have said in the interview process that they've researched us on social media to see what we're about. We just hired a marketing coordinator who who told me, you know, I was looking on your social media. I loved how you shared photos of your team and and highlighted team members' accomplishments. And I like I wanted to be a part of that. And if we can start to cultivate that um, and and get our team involved, then that's going to give us a great leg up in in the the hiring and recruitment market as well. 
Yeah, I'm just imagining people listening to this and maybe some eyebrows raising or, or wanting to take a note on that because that's one that I don't think everyone thinks about. You know, our natural inclination is to think about, okay, how do we connect with customers? How do we create new lead opportunities? Things like that. But what about the employees? <laughs> as challenging as that is today to find people, I'm going to go back to what you said at the very beginning about the uh, uh, the window display. You know, that's like having a window display, not just for our customers, but now for these potential employees so they can kind of see into our business and be like, ooh, that's, that's someplace I want to work. Uh, I like the jobs that this company does because they post their best installs or they're promoting their team members, like you said. I, I think that's a fantastic way of uh, looking at this that not a lot of people think of. So let's talk a little bit more about now that we're talked about the platforms. You hear people say, well, yeah, I'm on social media. I'm on it. Does that mean are you effective? And and so I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Tyler, about being on social media and really what makes an effective social media presence. Yeah, the, the biggest differentiation piece between um between being on social media and be and participating in social media is a plan. It like if you know, if you have a plan for how you're going to post, when you're going to post and what you're going to post or and and what and and where you're going to post it, you've already taken a huge step forward in this proactive nature that's required with social media. So much of social media is very um instant and very reactionary and 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 there's a really interesting platform out there right now that my brother-in-law turned me on to. He's, he works with schools and he's really connected with younger people. It's called Be Real. You're sent a notification and you have to like post a photo of yourself and what your frontward facing camera and your backward facing camera within two minutes. And then you can see anybody else who posted the same thing. And it's this authenticity piece of it. So there is a, a you know, a, a quick, reactionary side of social media. But for us in, in the business world, we have to be planning ahead. You know, at, at BDR, we've we really tried over the last 18 months to develop that plan, that process, that calendar that allows us to be successful and not just be on social media, but be active in it. Uh, because when you are active in it, platforms like Facebook, platforms like Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, they all have algorithms and they want to feature people and businesses that are participating in their platform. They can tell when you are active. And so if, if we can plan out that process, it puts us in a really good position to, and, and I, I believe there's a, several quotes out there, but you know, what gets planned gets what gets implemented. So if we can plan that, and if we can kind of start to build what that content is going to be, what those posts are going to be, when we're going to post, what are some easy wins that we can get there? Well, now we build some momentum uh, in being active and, and being an, an active participant in that. Yeah, have a plan, just like we do for other parts of our business. You know, the the installs that we're going to go do, the service work that we're going to do, we go in there with the plan, and that's how we can be most effective and and best use our time. And to me, that really brings up a subject that we talk about often in BDR training is, do we want to be proactive or do we want to be reactive? And I, I remember, Tyler, you know, before you arrived on the scene at BDR, we were probably a little more reactive in social media. We didn't have a, a strong 
effective presence. We didn't really have a great plan. We knew we were trying to to do more there, but a lot of times it got to be, you know, something along the lines of, oh boy, it's Tuesday. We were supposed to post today. What are we going to do? <laughs> and it became uh, certainly stressful. And then I don't think we were always putting our best foot forward. And then that's something you really brought to us was that planning aspect and looking ahead. So I think that's a, a really important one for people listening to really think about that. If you're getting started with social media, maybe you, maybe you already got your foot in the waters of it. But how good is your plan? How far ahead should we plan, Tyler? You know, my our goal at BDR when we're when we're posting is to have the next month done. Can we have our next 30 days a rough outline of that? We want to be reactive, but being proactive gives us the space to then react when we need to. If we have, you know, something come down last minute, oh, we had this great testimonial from a training class or or we got this we got this great photo from this thing having a plan allows us to adapt as those become available because i can tell you that some of the worst posts that we've done is the oh we haven't posted on social media in 3 days we need to get something out and and even just the i'm typing it into my uh, you know to to our facebook scheduler or our instagram scheduler like some of the worst ones have no preparation no process uh, and those are the ones where we were prone to make mistakes as well, find errors and and all of all of that stuff. And and so if we can, you know, if we can plan that out a month in advance and then just, you know, say, hey, uh, I'm going to build in an hour of my time each week to say, OK, how can I get ahead on my posts for next week? Uh, because the best feeling in the world is when you get to Tuesday and and you've are, or you get to, you know, whatever day of the week it is and you've got a plan for the social posts that you've already built in that day and you open it up and you're wow I already I already wrote out what we were, what we we're going to say with this or I already know who's who's responsible for getting us the photo for this uh, who's providing what pieces of it I I use the the term a lot future tyler will be very thankful of what present Tyler is doing. And I, I speak to myself in the third person sometimes and I have to remind myself like, okay, I'm, I'm not doing this for myself right now. I'm doing this for future Tyler. And future Tyler has been very thankful at times when I, when I take that initiative in the moment. That is truly being proactive. Um, that's awesome. So Tyler, imagine, you know, I'm a company and either my social media presence is non-existent or it's just kind of, we, We've been on social media, let's say. How often should we be posting? You know, what's a good goal for getting started? And then maybe once we're into it six months or say, does that go up? How does that change? Yeah. So the the strategy that I've heard that I, I love that we started implementing right away at BDR was this concept of give versus ask. Um, and and what we started doing is we said there's going to be one post that we do every week that's going to give value to our followers because ultimately they're following us because either we asked them to, we asked them to, and and then they did it. And now we have to kind of deliver on, on them continuing to follow us and engage with us. So we, we give something of value. That might be a, a, a testimonial that we just highlight. That might be a team member. That might be an article. Uh, if you're a business out there, you probably work with your distributor on 
um, some content that they can provide that goes straight to your website, automate that process. So it's, it's executed directly to your social media and your, your marketing, uh, your web development team, they, they can help advise you and, and, and help execute on that. Uh, so, so we said, let's, let's give value once a week and then let's ask once a week. And if we can have that 50, 50 percentage of giving and asking, we'll, we'll, we'll have a good cadence and we can start doing that. So we started doing two days a week, um, give and ask. And then we, we started to increase and we said, all right, well, what if, what if we could do three posts a week? How do we get to that point? And what do we need to do to create that? And how do we need to plan ahead for that? So my recommendation is set that manageable goal and then increase, because if you set a unrealistic goal, you're, you're basically opening up yourself for failure and it's not failure that anybody else might see, but you carry that weight with you. It's the same thing that we say when, you know, if, if we don't wait and if we, if we don't plan out our social posts, it becomes, well, we just got to get something out on social media as soon as possible. The word as soon as possible gets thrown around a lot in social media because we feel like we just need to get something out. But as soon as possible, it's not, it, that's not a goal. It's an opportunity for us to fail every time we haven't accomplished what you set out to do. And so if we can set that manageable goal of, I want to do two posts a week, or even if I want to do one post a week, I just want to highlight my team once a week and start humanizing our company uh, and putting a face to our, our company and to our brands that is solely focused on our, on our employees or even on our customers. That's a great place to start. Okay. Set a manageable goal. And, and I think we're kind of leading into one of the next things I wanted to talk about which are, what are the type of things that a company could post on social media? You know, we're, now we're talking, you suggested start twice a week, one give post and one ask post. Let's dive a little bit deeper about what those posts could look like, what kind of uh, elements would be part of them. Yeah, I saw a great one recently from a contractor who they made little signs uh, that had their brand on them that, that had, and I don't even remember the, the, the font, but it was, it was one of their slogans that tied in with delivering comfort to, to our, our customers, but it, it put the customer in the hero point. So like they had done something to improve their lives and they had these little signs and they just had their technician take a photo of the customer of the family with, with their permission, of course, and saying, Hey, you know, we just installed this new unit for you. Um, would you mind holding our sign and, and us taking a picture of you and your family in front of, in front of your house. And I loved that. That's a great ongoing give type of post where you're not asking anybody who's following you to do something. You're, you're using it to, to, to highlight somebody else, to highlight a customer um, high, or, you know, in, in other cases, highlight team members. Sometimes you can include a photo of a team member out in, you know, servicing a unit. They got a great testimonial from a job. We post, we post the photo of them at a job with the, t the quote from the testimonial. Um, and, and boom, we've got, a, we've got a give post for the week. So I think those are, are some ways. And, and some of that takes, again, a little more of the planning. And we're not always going to know like, oh, hey, this was, this was an amazing, you know, testimonial we got from this job. We didn't know that till afterwards. Um, so maybe we can use that later on, but like other, you know, ways to just engage and be a giver versus an asker. Some easy wins are, are holidays, community events that you're involved with around in your, um, in your community. Again, testimonials, a great way uh, to, to engage with 
you know, not asking of anything. We're, we're just kind of sharing. We're, we're doing what social media was built on, which is the connectivity piece. It was a way to connect people. And, and we're, we're doing that. We're just looking for creative ways to do that. Yeah, I, I see things uh, companies, they'll post about, uh, we just did a, a food drive and we were able to bring, you know, our employees brought in this amount of food or raised this amount of money. And it's not as much, you know, it's about the company, but it's also you're promoting that uh, that other thing, that charitable organization as well. So there's kind of a, a double thing that can happen in some of those uh, community and, and charitable events that your companies, uh, that companies participate in to actually help promote those companies as well as, as shine a light on the great things that your group is doing. Great advice there, Tyler. Now, let's imagine we, we've got a nice routine going on Facebook and we're posting three times a week. We've, we've got it figured out. We've been planning our posts and now we're ready to add the next uh, marketing platform. Do we just post everything that we've been sending to Facebook and now post that on Instagram? Or do we have to think about each of those platforms a little bit differently and, and how we want to post and what our, uh, our brand is going to look like? Yeah, we, we do have to, to look differently at these, I, I will say, and I, I take a little bit of a different stance than a lot of marketers out there. I believe when you're starting out, it is totally okay to reuse what you're posting on some platforms on others. We do that. BDR does that. Our Facebook and our Instagram, a lot of times we have very similar posts on there because we know those those groups and the the customers and the the, the people we're, we're, we're speaking to on those platforms are going to be similar. Our LinkedIn content is is very different a lot of the times because we know that our the biggest uh, follower group that we have on LinkedIn is distributors. So again, it's about knowing what customers are going to be on what platform. When you're trying to generate that content and get several channels going as you try to increase from one to two, um, there's no reason that we can't continue to use some of the same stuff. We do have to be careful Facebook and Instagram have different size images. So when you look at an Instagram post versus when you look at a Facebook post, the photos are going to show up in different sizes. So we have to be aware of that because we still want it to look good and look presentable. And and as we grow, Matt, I, I think you're probably familiar with this. We launched the BDR Instagram earlier this year. And part of it, we had to build out, you know, we, we probably planned three months in advance on the first month of content we were going to post. We gave ourselves a nice runway to, to launch a new platform. But we knew that there wasn't there was content that we could take from one channel and automatically post it to another. An article that we are sharing, just, just a basic article we're sharing on Facebook, is not going to share well on Instagram. Um, Instagram is a very visually driven channel. And a link to an article um, without a good photo to it. And Instagram doesn't even allow you to link in photos itself. You have to find other ways to do that. But um, but these are things you have to be aware of as you're increasing the number of platforms and number of channels. And it, again, it, it now involves potentially more time and more resources and potentially more assistance from other team members to make that happen. Okay. Yeah, so it's important to keep in mind that there's some technical differences between these platforms and, and how we need to go about it. It's okay to, to reuse content, especially when we're getting started and, and really uh, developing our social media operation here. 
Tyler, we hear a lot about, okay, I just, I just made a post and um, nobody liked it, you know, or nobody shared it. Can you talk to us a little bit about what some of those interactions are that happen with the post and, and maybe kind of guide us and how we should view our results, especially initially? Yeah, definitely. So uh, a big piece that goes out there, and there's a great quote that I love that I, it's actually in my office. Um, it's a good reminder for me every day because I think if you remember, Matt, as well, starting out, um, we'd, we'd have times I'd come to you and say like, man, we did this great social post and I don't, I don't think anybody liked it or I don't <laughs> think anybody engaged with it how we were hoping. It's really defeating in that moment. But it, there was a great reminder that I, again, I have it in my office and I continue to, to reference it. It's you can't, you can't buy engagement. You have to build it. And, and building that engagement, it's going to take time. I think recently we just had one of our BDR team members write an article. And this is a, a, a shameless plug for the BDR blog at bdrco.com backslash blog. Uh, Kevin Knott, one of our coaches, just came out with a uh, article about lead generation through Contractor Magazine. And, and in it, he, there's a quote of his that says, we can't, we can't expect to put out the occasional mailer e-blast and expect the phone to ring. Like we, it, it's a process. It is building over time and it is all of these things working in partnership with each other. And so, you know, there are opportunities for us in, in paid social media to advance, you know, for, for us to get more out of, out of what our social media is going to do. Sometimes we can, we can pay. I usually say, especially when you're starting out on, on social media, focus on your organic, focus on your, on your posting, find groups that you can engage with, um, find, find ways that you can promote your social, what are, what are ways you can promote your social media page more and, and your, your social channels? Are they on your website? Do you have them on business cards? Do you, uh, do you have a little card you could print up while technicians are on site at a, at a job and, and say, Hey, we just launched a fit, you know, a little card that says we just launched a Facebook page. We'd love for you to follow us and a little QR code that links back to your Facebook page. What, what are ways that you can drive engagement with, with existing customers? Um, because that's, it's, it's not going to be an overnight thing. And I, I want to set a, a very clear expectation that you are not going to start a Facebook. You're not going to start an Instagram. You're not going to start a LinkedIn, YouTube post once. And then all of a sudden overnight, like, wow, I got a hundred new people following me. If you do, please, please email me at Tyler Gunhus at BDRco.com. <laughs> Tell me what you did because I, I, I need to start uh, changing strategy, but Social media is is a long-term strategy. It is part of your long-term brand strategy um, where you're going to see those little wins along the way and they're really exciting when they happen. But but the, the consistency, which again is a big word with social media, the consistency of which we participate in it um, is going to pay off in the long run. Yeah, boy, there's a lot to unpack there. And I like that consistency point because I think, you know, you hear about going viral. Oh, they, they posted and that went viral. Well, I think a lot of it probably goes back to what you just said about consistency. Things that go viral, probably they've been building up to that for a little while. And, and that's how they got to where people uh, were aware of what they were doing. And then, then they came out with a post that was really ready to, to launch. And, and we can't expect that 
in what we do, I don't think to the same level, we're not going to be Kim Kardashian and have things just uh, zip out to uh, all the world. So I was going to say, you mentioned your son earlier, who's a big YouTube fan. Um, and I'm sure we have a lot of follow, a lot of listeners out there who have kids who are in the, the, the teenage demographic. They're, they might be familiar or your kids might be familiar with a, with a gentleman by the name of Mr. Beast. Big YouTuber, probably one of the most famous names on YouTube right now. He tells the story of he posted every day for five years before he even started to see any traction on his YouTube. And that's a daunting image for a lot of us. Man, I don't know if I have the time and the resources to devote five years to something that I'm not going to see the return on immediately. And and now we look at him and, and he's he's literally everywhere. He's got uh, partnerships with fast food chains and um, he launched a spinoff of a Netflix show that, that did better than the Netflix show itself. And, um, it's, it's, it is, it is a process and it is a grind at times. And for, for business owners and for contractors out there who are already feeling the grind in other areas of their business, I get it. The participation level for you is going to yield the results. You can't buy engagement, but you can build it. And be consistent. And to me, it's like in baseball, the batter getting into the batter's box, you know, maybe they swung and missed last time and struck out, but they, they've got to go through that consistent routine and approach that they have and keep swinging, you know, and eventually they're going to get a ball in play and, and maybe hit a home run. So uh, be consistent. Let's circle back a little bit to um, promoting social media versus promoting a post. So you talked a little bit about, Hey, are there's some ways we can promote our social media by, you know, talking about it with our customers, maybe putting it on our vehicles, uh, on our website. What about promoting a post? What, what's the difference between promoting our social media and promoting a post on social media? Yeah. So if once you have a, an account that's that's starting to chug out recent, you know, consistent content, uh, Facebook's going to start hitting you up. Instagram's going to start hitting you up. Hey, you want to advertise with us? Because it is, it is a massive platform where lots of people live, congregate, um, and so they're they're going to encourage you because they're they're trying to make money just just like the rest of us are. What I will say in terms of of strategy and and something that Matt we have learned with BDR and and I've talked with other contractors uh, about as well their their social media is that when it comes to promoting your posts. If you're going to do it, have a target outcome. You know, for us, we've used it in the past to promote specific classes that we were trying to drive registration to. The easier the conversion action is, the easier the execution is for the end user, the more results you're going to see. If you're trying to sell a $30,000 home in-home in unit uh, with new duct system at everything, uh, if you're trying to sell a big big job. Um, you know, we, we sell coaching, we sell training. Um, we have very, you know, we have products that can get a little expensive. The higher that cost is going to be probably the, the less execution, the less people you're going to have do something about that. Now, if I want people to, to just maybe, uh, request an estimate or, you know, for us, we're, we're big on, we want to start connecting with people. So we'll, we'll use paid social media as a way to, um, start doing some lead generation. That's a, that's a little bit easier way to promote 
paid posts on social media that drive an action that somebody's like, well, yeah, actually, you know, I, I've, I've got this, um, you know, this is, this is timely for me and, and I need to take a look at it. A good example of this, I, my father-in-law is a home service contractor. He, he's a window washer, gutter cleaner, has owned his business for about 20 years. He recently came to me and said, hey, we're, we're trying to push our gutter cleaning for the fall. How do, you know, how do we do this? So I worked with him briefly and, and we just built a simple ad for him that, that drives the message that it's gutter cleaning season, you know, stay off the rickety ladder this, this year and, and why not bring in a professional to do it? Uh, we started run- and we started running his ads with the simple ask that, hey, get a free estimate, you know, get a quick quote. So the easier the ask that somebody can accomplish, the better results you're going to see. Um, and and I really encourage people to use that not as a way to drive your social media, but as a way to drive your business. I like that. And, and maybe there's also some greater awareness things that aren't going to generate leads necessarily, but oh, we, we now offer a new service, you know, hey, our heating and cooling company now offers plumbing and we want to get that out there a little further. That might be something we'd consider promoting, something along those lines just to, to build awareness as well as doing those easy asks, as you say, uh, that might help us generate some lead opportunities. So Tyler, let's, let me ask you this. We've built our social media platform. We got it rolling. How do we expand our followers, our social media followers, or is follower even the right term these days? Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that? Yeah, so social media followers are, are you know, great. It's a great number. It's a, it's a great number to track, uh, something important we need to be looking at. I'm always reminded of the, the market, you know, we use the sales and marketing funnel at BDR. We talk about the top of the funnel, which is we just want to make people aware of our business. That's a great use for social media. But as we work our way down, we get to our customers and then we get to a really special area called advocacy and followers kind of fit into advocacy. This is, these are people who are aware of our business. They've probably used our business um, and they're advocates for our business. And so if we can, you know, push people in the direction of following us, we've talked about a couple ways that we do that. Matt, there's no really easy answer on how do I grow my social media followers? It's a question that's asked a lot. Like, what, how, do I, how do I grow my followers? There, there's, no, um, there's no shortcut to this. There's no instant gratification. There is the consistency and the connection and the, the, the content the three C's that we talk about with social media, content, consistency, and, and connection. We are, we are putting into those and we are putting quality into those, then it's going to result in our social media. And a great example of this is, is how BDR has grown in the last couple of years. Um, I'm really proud of us. I'm really proud of our team, what we've, what we've been able to do with our social media. We're going to throw a party once we got to a thousand LinkedIn followers. And we did that. And, and, and now we're we're getting we're rounding the corner to come to two thousand, and so but but that took eighteen months of us putting content together, putting you know connecting with people when they engaged with our content, and and being consistent with it. Okay, content consistency connection, words of wisdom from our friend Tyler here. We've talked a lot about social media and and having a strategy. Can you give some advice to the listeners on some goals they can set for their social media and how to track them? Yeah, so at BDR, we track 
followers and we track something called engagement rate. Followers is a really big flashy number. Um, and it's, it's good for us to look at because it, it shows us the growth over time of our platform. But engagement rate is just as important. All of these social media platforms and channels have their own backend insights um, area. Uh, we at BDR use a tool called Hootsuite. It connects all of our social media so we can look at it in one dashboard. If you use a field service tool out there, there's a, a good chance that they have um, social media resources and, and tracking built into it as well. Hootsuite is a great tool. I believe there's a free option for it as well that allows you to connect a social media platform. And the more that you connect, the, the more resources and the more cost there is. But um, so we, we track followers and then we, we track engagement rate. We look at that at about a monthly every month and uh, engagement rate is the percentage of how many people engaged, liked, shared, commented, clicked on a link in a post versus how many total people saw that post. And uh, we, we, my recommendation is about a 2% engagement rate. That might seem really low. Wow, 2% of people, only 2% of people liked our stuff. It's actually pretty standard out there. Um, the higher that number gets, the more exciting it is. Uh, we've, we've seen at times this year, our engagement rate get up to 5%. And I think we, we all called it quits at 12 PM on a Friday. And, um, you know, the, the fact that you're going to look, you know, just looking at any sort of analytics is going to push you in the right direction. Uh, I heard several team members share the quotes by, um, Deming, one of the, the big entrepreneurs out there, um, what gets measured gets improved. And that's that's could not be more of the case with social media as well. If you are looking at those numbers and you're seeing, all right, well, we had 10 new followers this month. Great. How do we get to 11 new followers next month? What do we need to do differently to, to do that? How do we need to tell people more people about our social media? And then the engagement rate, you know, oh, we had, you know, we had 2% engagement rate last month. That's great. Oh, we only had 1% this month. Okay, did we did we do any posts that had more engagement? And how can we do more of that? I want us to do more things that that is that makes us that is more successful. Well, that's that's great stuff, Tyler. And I think we've given everyone listening a great discussion here on social media. And I think we have some future episodes and uh, that you and I can do that go deeper, maybe um, on some of these topics. But I think this is a good place to kind of wrap up. Any final thoughts on uh, developing a company's social media presence that you want to share? So if you've made it, if you've made it this long into the episode, uh, thank you. And we're again as as part of the marketing team here at, at BDR. Appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast. I, I want to give you something. We have a tool that we've utilized with team members in the past with our company. It's a social media tracking tool. If you want to reach out to us, we will actually give this tool to you. Um, you can email us at marketing at bdrco.com. Uh, and it's a calendar that allows you to plan out your social media. Because again, if I can stress anything enough, it is the planning and the consistency that comes with developing your social media presence. And so again, marketing at bdrco.com. We would love to send you uh, this, this tool that's helped us, helped us get started in maximizing our social media usage. And I'm really, really excited for, for people who are leaning into this. I, it's, social media is as big as it's ever been, uh, and it's going to continue to get bigger as we go forward. Wow. I didn't know you were going to do that. A little uh, I know. Easter egg special bonus for the listeners that uh, made it to the end here. Right on. Yes. 
So it's uh, it's it's uh, it's a fun tool that we've utilized that's that's really helped us a lot, and and our hope is that uh, it helps a lot of other people out there as well. Okay, marketing at bdrco.com to get that planning tool. Thank you, Tyler. This has been a fantastic discussion. I uh, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I appreciate it, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for all the work that you do and putting this together for all the contractors out there. Well, you bet. Um, I learned from you that you can't buy engagement. You got to work for it and it comes through consistency. So uh, thank you for that and want to thank everyone that's listening. We will catch you next time.